Welcome again to the Stephen Christensen Podcast. In this episode, we are going to rank and talk about what we in this production center consider to be the best and least favorite offerings from the Star Trek universe. Many of you out there who also consider yourselves members of the Star Trek community are going to disagree with these selections, and some of you quite vehemently. That's your opportunity to let us know what your best and least favorites are and why. So let's get right into it. First of all, anything not mentioned falls in the middle, meaning that they're okay, with not enough great or sour points to merit a best or least favorite. In the film category, again acknowledging that this one is a controversial pick for number one, I nonetheless put the motion picture in as the best Star Trek film. It's foundational on many levels, most notably music. The musical score set the stage for Next Generation. It opens up slowly, and at times awkwardly, which I think perfectly reflects the uneasiness that the characters felt between old and new ones, in light of Spock's inner turmoil of what else is there, also considering Kirk's inner turmoil of who am I, even the difficulties in getting the Enterprise refitted. This one also has a tone that is notably darker, especially for its time. And I think that really spoke to what some perceive as the emptiness and coldness of space. We saw Klingons for the first time as we've been accustomed to seeing them. And again, with the musical score, we had that tribal warrior music helping introduce the Klingons at the top of the film. Next up, Generations. The obvious perk in this one puts Kirk and Picard together. Generations also provides the perfect segue to one of the newest series, Picard, which focuses initially on the issues of unfinished business and who am I. And this is amply explored throughout Generations. Data's scenes with the emotion chip are hilarious, but disturbing at the same time, again forcing the questions about who we are in particular points of time. The third most favorite is number four's The Voyage Home. Time travel, both back and forth, intercultural confrontations, a massive probe ready to destroy Earth, and lasting quotes like, I, that's the ticket, laddie, help rank The Voyage Home right up there. This also takes place during the Cold War. And Chekhov's encounter with U.S. military and Secret Service personnel portray all of that as simply a sign of the times. It's also the only Star Trek offering that is mainly light and seasoned with copious amounts of humor. Number four on the list is First Contact. Another time travel feature that shows Earth during one of its darker periods, a war that has not yet happened and hopefully won't, First Contact highlights how the very first warp-ready vehicle was developed and tested, with, no less, the likes of Zephyr and Cochran. The Borg are nicely woven into this story, and the very first human-alien contact takes place with the Vulcans. And the final most favorite film is Search for Spock. The Enterprise returns home, and Kirk discovers that the now-presumed deceased Spock's spirit is housed in the mind of Dr. McCoy. The Genesis device not only terraforms dead planets, but happened to have brought the remains of Spock back to life, to be later reunited with his spirit essence from Dr. McCoy. 
This film brings out the cowboy element so prevalent in the original series. The fistfight between Kirk and the Klingon captain is pure Star Trek. This is also the first time we see the destruction of the Enterprise, an event foundational to the later series line of ships with the same namesake. Now on to television. And topping the list is the animated series. This was not a kid's program, but rather an opportunity, it seemed, for the writers to explore many avenues which would later form storylines or offshoots in later Star Trek offerings. The series was relatively short-lived, slightly less than a full two seasons, but it focused most importantly on writing and storytelling, the likes of which have become foundational to many other episodes in various series. Next up is Discovery. This is modern, with up-to-date effects, but is situated 10 years before the original series. Discovery advances Roddenberry's vision of inclusion, as seen in the feature roles of women and gay characters. Discovery introduces us to a new type of Klingon, or at least we think, and storylines that keep throwing twists here, there, and everywhere. On top of all else, the series is made in Toronto, only a few minutes from where I live. Third up is the original series. It was filled with technicolor, sexism, brutish behavior, and the original series told stories extremely well. Those writers gave us iconic characters, and those actors carved the personalities that still define the bar of Star Trek. Next up in our favorite TV series is Enterprise. The adventures of the very first warp ship, although only capable of warp four, with a set and costume design that more resemble a naval environment. This, in fact, was how Roddenberry envisioned Star Trek, as a ship with a crew mainly structured and resembling his experiences in the U.S. Navy. Enterprise is also a smaller ship, with a crew whose dreams are bigger than their experience in space. Almost everything in, is new in Enterprise, including the use of the transporter, rarely used for humans, and this is its big appeal to me. I would say that Enterprise is also perhaps the most underrated series in the Star Trek universe. I suggest giving it a fresh look. You might be surprised at how central this series actually is. And finally, Next Generation tops our most favorite TV shows. I remember while in university, attending a viewing party in the late 1980s to watch the very first episode of Star Trek. The music echoed what we heard in the motion picture. The cast and the set were so very different. The ship itself was a character, featuring a daycare, luxurious quarters for the crew, especially married crew, which was also something new, and a hollow deck, a recreational holographic experience actually introduced in an early episode from Enterprise. Picard made it possible to lead through consultation and discussion, and engage, or make it so, have become hallmarks. Picard the series receives special mention in this list. At this point, the series is still young, but we've seen enough to know that the producers have committed to healthy character development, and sometimes that's promising enough in Star Trek. Now, the least favorites, which 
by no means means the worst, my least favorite series is Voyager. There are so many good points about Voyager and its actors, but Captain Janeway's voice is, well, challenging to listen to. I'm also not a fan of the overall character interplay in this series. I find the interactions somewhat wooden and forced. And my least favorite film, a lot of you are going to strongly disagree with me on this one, The Wrath of Khan. Not enough can be said about Ricardo Montalban's superb acting. And the overall storyline is intensely captivating, but I just can't seem to get past the fact that his crew looks like session musicians from a 1980s version of Fleetwood Mac. But in the grand scheme of things, those are relatively small peeves. I'll leave you with one final bit of cool trivia. The reference I just made to Fleetwood Mac is not random. In fact, Mick Fleetwood made a guest appearance on Next Generation. See if you can find that one. Visit stephenchristiansen.ca for more podcasts available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Thanks for listening. Fascinating.